He is wonderful counselor. God who gives counsel in the chaos, crafting disorder into calm and failure into beauty. He is a voice for the voiceless. He is dignity for the stateless soul. It is he who raised up a lowly shepherd to become a king. He who took the fishermen of Galilee and made them leaders of history. It is the counselor who redeems our lost years, breaking chains that have kept dreams imprisoned and joy confined. The name reaches across eternity, exclaimed by the splendors of galaxies, sung by the passions of angels, roared in heaven's fervor, exalted in creation's unfettered rejoicing. What name could contain him? What title? What soul? Renowned? But this is our wonderful counselor. This is our mighty God. This is our everlasting Father, our Prince of Peace. What name could contain Emmanuel, God, with us, Yahweh, the Great I Am? What name could contain the Word of Life, the Light of the World, the King of Kings, the Lord of All? We bow to the name that holds every other in its matchless worth. Any other private quiz? That's okay. <laughs> Let's go to the Lord believing that he's going to answer all of our prayers. 
Lord, in your mighty name, Jesus, Lord, we just thank you. We glorify you. We magnify your name, Lord. Lord, we praise you for who you are, Lord. Lord, right now, God, we just want to lift you up, Lord. We just want to thank you, Jesus. We give you all glory and honor, Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah, Lord. You are so good. You're so good, Lord. Oh, we just praise you, Lord, and magnify you for who you are, God. Lord, right now, Lord, we speak healing to those that need healing, Lord. Lord, touch Carmelo right now in your name, Jesus, God. Lord, touch Elijah Day right now in your name, Jesus, Lord. Strengthen him and encourage him, Lord, in all things, Lord. Lord, we speak healing right now for Phil right now, God. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, Lord. Lord, touch Elisha and Jackie, Lord. Lord, continue to bless them, Lord Jesus, Lord. Lord, we bind the devil in all things that he would try and do to come up against them right now, God. Lord, touch all those that are traveling, Lord. Lord, all those that are, are, are on their way, Lord Jesus, Lord, and all those, Lord Jesus, Lord, that will return, God, safely back unto you, God. Lord, we speak healing right now in your name, Jesus, Lord, for, for Herbie Mackey right now, God. Lord, we thank you right now, Jesus, Lord, for the healing touch, Lord, that you're able to do, Lord. Lord, touch his mind and his soul, God. Lord, let him come unto you, Lord Jesus, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We give you all glory and honor right now, Lord. We praise you for who you are, Lord, for the things that are yet to come, God. Lord, we give you glory in advance, Lord. We praise you and we lift your name up on high. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we pray. We say amen. Hallelujah. Does anybody have any testimonies? Anybody want to testify? No? Nobody? All right. All right, Bishop, you up. <coughs> Praise God. I really thank God for all the things he does amongst us in our midst. Did a powerful work today already. I'm sure he will continue. Glory to God. We have so much to be thankful for. God gives us so many benefits. Uh, tonight I want to share something with you that I call my relationship with God and its benefits. My relationship with God and its benefits. And I want to begin in John chapter 8, verse 29. It says, And he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. So Jesus made this declaration while he was talking to a group of people, a group of Jews. And uh, they didn't understand what he was talking about when he kept referring to the Father. So they were having difficulty. We're, 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 not, we're not following you. And uh, he was explaining <clears throat> that they are one in so many words. He was explaining that uh, the Father never leaves me, and I always do what pleases him. Uh, so there's an inherent benefit 
to having God with you all the time. Praise the Lord. He said he never leaves me alone. And, and uh, I do always those things that please him. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. This is why, this is why the writer of Hebrews could say this. That let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things that you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. So we want to be able to say this too. We want to be able to say, God never leaves me. God, you're always with me. But more than that, Lord, I'm doing what's pleasing to you. I'm doing what's pleasing to you. That means that what's agreeable, what's fit, uh, uh, things that please him, that, that have reason. Praise the Lord. So, so uh, when Jesus made this declaration, he's, he's giving us a model to follow. That God will never leave you, but you should do all the things that please him. Praise the Lord. There's benefits to that. There's benefits to that. First uh, John 3 and 22 says, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So you, you're going to find that throughout the Bible, that the Bible tells you that you have benefits from doing the things that are pleasing to God or doing the things that God commands or the things that are pleasing to him. Uh, uh, because, you know, uh, uh, as it says here, this is a great benefit to us. We receive the things that we ask of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Uh, 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 we get what we ask for based on our keeping his commandments and doing things that please him. We get what we ask for based on that. Uh, we don't it, when you when you when when uh, 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 when you when you don't get something that you ask for, it may be because what what or why you're asking is not agreeable with godliness. It may be that it doesn't fit or line up with purpose. See, see when he said he said this. Uh, uh, um, that he's doing things that are agreeable, that fit, that they're in line with God's purpose. They, they have reason. So, so uh, that's why we get what we ask for. He said whatsoever we ask for, we receive of him. Praise God. So, so uh, 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 again, these things are contingent on us being pleasing in God's sight. These things are contingent on us being in line with God. We have a reason. We have a benefit for it. We should have a good relationship with God. We should desire to have a good relationship with Him. And if we do, there are benefits to it. There are benefits to it. I can remember, uh, you know, uh, having God to bless me and do things. Uh, I remember one time I was running, you know, uh, still lived in New Orleans, and a, a few friends of mine and I, we used to go jogging on Sunday mornings. We, you know, Sunday morning church service that we went to didn't start till 2 o'clock in, in the afternoon. So sometimes on Sunday morning, about nine, ten o'clock or something, we'd go out and we had a little route that we'd run out on the lakefront and everything. Beautiful little route we'd run around. Sometimes we'd run around the golf course that was in the neighborhood I grew up in, you know, like that. And uh, sometimes, periodically, during the week, we might go and run. One or two of us might get together and run. One particular day, uh, I went out and I ran with this one gentleman, uh, Herb, and uh, he and I got together and we ran. And boy, I, I, I don't know what happened, but I, I was running really well. And in fact, at about the halfway point, the route that we ran was about 2.3 miles or something like that around this golf course. And about the halfway point, I started pulling away from him. And then when we got to the end, I still had kicked. 
man, I was doing it. I wanted to know something. What happened, God? What did I eat? I can't, I'm trying to figure out what made me have that kind of strength and ability on that particular time. I had situations that happened like that in other things in life where I wanted to know, okay, God, you're blessing me. Things are happening with me. Why? Why? Well, the Bible says that if you're doing things that's pleasing to him, you get the things you ask for. If your relationship is right with God, then things start to happen for you. In, 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 in John chapter 9, verse 31, it says, uh, gentleman says, he says, now we know uh, uh, that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. So, so like I said, throughout the Bible, you can find it all over the Bible, that where, where the Bible declares, someone is telling us that if we're doing the things that we're supposed to do, if we're in line with God, if we have a good relationship with God, if we're doing his will, he hears our prayers. He answers our prayers. He does the things that we want done. He gives us the things that we ask for. Praise the Lord. See, in this situation, Jesus had healed this blind man uh, who was blind from birth. But uh, he and his parents were being questioned or interrogated concerning his healing. His parents say, well, you know, he, he grown, ask him. He can answer for himself. You know, and, and uh, the, man, the man understood that these interrogators were trying to say that there was something wrong with Jesus. The one who healed him. So the man said, uh, uh, this man must be right with God or God wouldn't have heard his prayers and healed me. So if, if you're a worshiper, God hears your prayer. This is the Bible says, if you're a worshiper. But he doesn't hear or give audience to sinners. Praise the Lord. In other words, uh, uh, if you're a sinner, you don't have the relationship with God where you can just walk up and start talking to God and he gives audience to you. He's waiting on you. Well, I'm not hearing. I'm not hearing. I repent. I'm not hearing. Forgive me. I'm not hearing. I'm a sinner. Well, I'm sorry, I, I can't hear you. But God answers us if we're worshipers. There's a benefit to having a right relationship with God. There's benefits to it. Praise God. Every Christian, you ought to be encouraged. You, you, you could have accidentally found this out. You didn't have to read all these scriptures to find it out. You could have accidentally found out, oh, gosh, it looks like I'm not doing anything wrong. And it looks like God is just, everything is lined up. See, one of the problems is, is that people told you, uh, you heard this when you first started going to church, oh, this is your season. This is your season. I'm going to be honest with you. Your life, if you're following God, if you're in God's will, this is your season. Your life is your season. Praise the Lord. you in the season. Always. Praise God. The, 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 the key is, I need to have my relationship right with God. And you have my relationship right with God. I, I, I can remember, I, I shared this with you all. Some of you may have heard this, but I can remember uh, at one time, um, this is before you had cable TV and television stand on all night. You know, uh, uh, I, used to be, I, I didn't want the TV to go off. I wanted to have something going on all the time, especially if I wasn't falling asleep, because I didn't want that to be that dead period of time where there was nothing going on, nobody was talking. I had no distractions, and now I'm just here with me, my thoughts, and God. I had a fear of that. 
suppose I did something wrong. Suppose I'm not right. I don't want to have to face God. I don't want to be reminded of what I did wrong. And of course, I got over that. What the problem was, is I was not having a good relationship with God. We don't have a good relationship. You're not telling me everything. Later on, I understood better. And I started thinking, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do like David. I'm going to tell God everything. Good and bad. I'm going to share with him everything about me. You know anyway, God, if I'm in the sea, you're there. If I'm in the sky, you're there. Wherever I am, Lord, you're there. So I'm going to have my relationship with you. This is going to be our relationship. It's going to be based on honesty. It's going to be based on truth. It's going to be based on whatever. After all, I was wrong when you first found me. So, so, so your benefits in this life with Christ is based on your relationship with God. You have much more, many more benefits. Many more benefits. Psalm chapter uh, 66, verses 18 through 20 says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not hear me. But verily God hath heard me and hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which has not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. Uh, here David is saying the same thing. He's telling you the same thing. Look, uh, um, the, the, when he says regard, what he's talking about this, it's if I approve of, behold, uh, or see iniquity. If I see vanity, wickedness, or have an idol or something in my life, affliction, evil, false stuff, mischief. If I see these things, if I approve of these things in my life, then God is not going to hear me. If this stuff is in my heart, it's in my feelings, my will, my intellect, and then God will not hear me. I can't just walk around and play like I'm okay. God knows. You, you know, a lot of people like to hide from God. They assume because God's not here, I can't see him, he can't see me. But God is aware of what your life is. He knows what's going on with you. See, it, it, it behooves you. It, 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 it would be very beneficial if you just said, no, God, I'm gonna be honest. we're going to have a good relationship. We're going to have a relationship. I, I remember I, I was uh, teaching at Boys Town uh, some years ago, obviously, and, 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 and I was talking about relationship. But I had to explain to them what I meant because I said, everybody, we all have a relationship with God. It's what kind of relationship that you have. Oh, no, you have a relationship with him, but what kind of relationship do you have? And if you have a right relationship with God, God will hear your prayer. He will come to your rescue. He'll have mercy on you. He'll do all the things that we need, all the things that we're after. Praise the Lord. Uh, um, Proverbs chapter 16 and 7 say, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. I have a testimony about that. You know, uh, when when I worked at Boys Town for, oh gosh, let's see, 15 and a half years and then another eight, uh, something like uh, 23, 23 years or something straight. And during the last, oh, I don't know, three or four years, they, they were trying to get rid of me. They were trying to find a reason. We need to fire Mike. 
for me to get rid of Mike. In fact, the executive director was sending letters to me, emails. And when you said this and you did this and you did that, and I had to go and get the documentation and show him and say, and put it in red and send it back. See, this is what I said. I don't know where you got that from. And then the other man who worked under him, he was trying to find reasons. Well, Mike, this, that. No, that didn't happen because of this. On a couple of occasions, I had a little sit-downs with them. Had a meeting. Come on, Mike. You know, I had meetings where I was invited to the meeting and not told what the agenda was until I got there. You know what that means. The agenda is you. And, and here's what happened. These people called me and asked me would I like to be the pastor of the Protestant church. Now, eight years prior to that, you were trying to fire me. You were trying to get rid of me. The very folks who were trying to find a reason to fire me, these same folks who, uh, look, when I told them I was resigning, you would have thought they got the Holy Ghost. You leaving? Mike, you leave? Yes, I'm leaving. Give me 60 days and I'm out. Within three days, my office was bare. All the plants, everything was gone. People said, Mike, when are you leaving? Oh, it's going to be another 45 days. <laughs> but I was cleared out. But they were excited when I said I resigned. We, you mean we don't have to try to fire you? We don't have to make up things to try to find some reason? We're your enemies. But God made you to be at peace with me. You called me and asked me to come. Look, one day, the guy who was the executive director, the priest who was the executive director, he stopped me. I was going to my office, and you know, I parked across the street, and I was crossing the street to go over to the building where my office was. And he came along, and he stopped in the street. And he said, oh, pastor, we just want to thank God for you to come and helping us like this and you know, preaching the word of God. I'm thinking, what? No, seriously. I was like taken. I went, the first thing I did, got my office called, come in. Well, Father Peter told me he was happy that I was here, blessed it, thank God, and all this kind of stuff. I wanted to know, had he heard any of the messages? But it was clear that God took people who had set themselves up to be my enemy and made them to be at peace with me. I can only assume, God, that somewhere along the way I got my relationship right with you. So, you know, I, I slipped up on some righteousness somehow. Because according to your word, these folks should still be, they should never, when Camille told me they called up and say, uh, 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 Dan, Dale, Dr. Dalekoff said, would you like to be the uh, pastor at the Protestant church? I said, girl, I don't have time to play. I'm busy. I'm doing things with church, you know. I got folks I'm praying for and all that. I don't have time to play like that. She said, no, he left his number. And the first thing I said was, that's the devil trying to distract me. I didn't know God wanted me to baptize by 12 kids in Jesus' name. I wasn't thinking that. He was trying to distract me. No, God said, follow up and see. I've made them to be at peace with you. There's benefits. There's benefits of having a right relationship with God. Glory to God. Uh, uh, Psalms chapter 34, verses 15 through 17 say, The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, 
and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The right cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their trouble. Praise the Lord. See, it must be apparent now that favor with God is had by maintaining a right relationship with him. When the Bible says here in this passage of scripture, righteous means a just, lawful, a righteous man. In other words, you're morally right, morally upright. That's what it's talking about. It's kind of righteous. Uh, one of the benefits we have is that even if we do wrong, once we confess to God, we can be cleansed of all unrighteousness so that he delivered you out of trouble when you didn't even expect it. My God. You know, that's a, that's a time when you have the most difficulty with some kind of trouble. You know, people tell you, say, oh, don't worry about that. Be careful for nothing. With prayer and supplication, just make your request known unto God. I don't care. God's going to deliver me. No, God is on your side. Don't worry. Oh, we're praying for you. Oh, pray for me because, yeah, we pray. God's going to do it. But the time that you have the most trouble with that is if you know that the trouble you're in is because you did something wrong. But it's my fault. I messed up. See, I never should have done that. I knew the Holy Ghost was telling me, don't. I did it anyway. Now I'm in trouble. And now I need God to deliver me. Well, you need to confess. That makes your relationship right. Boy, isn't that wonderful? We serve a powerful, merciful God. Because sometimes you could confess to another person and your relationship still ain't that swinging. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I did you wrong. Yeah, you did. And looking at you all funny and everything. But God, if you confess to God, you just made your relationship right again. The Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. That means you have now become the righteous. You have now become somebody that's just, that's lawful, that's morally upright. He, he just wants you to get your relationship right with God. You know, much of what happens in your life right now is based on your relationship with God. It's based on relationship. What you feel, what you think, what you believe. All Connected to your relationship with God. Glory to God. And uh, Psalms 145, 18, 19 says, The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desires of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. Proverbs fifteen twenty nine says, The Lord is far from the wicked, but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. So, so, so the Bible continues to share uh, this concept over and over again because God wants to have a good and a right relationship with you. He wants to. That's, that's, that's why you, you see so many scriptures that talk about it. Because God wants you to say, no, I understand now, God, I can see. Even if I thought this was a misprint, you, it wouldn't be this many. No, you really mean this. That if my relationship with you is right, I'm going to benefit from that. I'm going to find myself in your favor. You're going to be doing things for me. 
get me out of trouble. You're going to be delivering me. You're going to be hearing my prayer, answering my prayer. Uh, 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 I'm receiving the things whatsoever I ask for. Because I'm doing things that's pleasing to you. We're in a relationship, then you're doing things that are pleasing to the other person. In any relationship, the parties involved desire to have a good relationship. You say, look, look, when Jesus is in the role of a father, of your father, he desires to have a good relationship with you. When, when Jesus is in the role of your brother, he desires to have a good relationship with you. When Jesus is in the role of your friend, he desires to have a good relationship with you. Just like you, you, you pick friends because, you, no, we have a good relationship. No, we're friends. We hang out. We do things together, and we benefit from one another. God's trying to show you something, church, that you will benefit. We're having a relationship with me. I, he, look, this beautiful thing about it. This thing that, that, that the example that God gives us also. You, you're God. You could do or have anything you want, everything. And you're pleading with us. You're asking us. You, 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 you're coming to us. Lowly and humble, asking us, will you have a good relationship with me? I'll, I'll do things for you. I'll give you things. I'll rescue you. I'll come to your, your, your aid. I'll be what you need me to be. I just want to have a good relationship with you. I just want us to be honest and true with one another. Nothing hidden. Jesus told his disciples that. He said, look, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not hiding anything from y'all anymore. I'm, I, I was calling y'all this, but now we're friends. Now we're friends. So that now, whatever you ask in my name, you'll get it. Yeah, the Bible continues to share those things with us. You can go through the Bible and see who had a good relationship with God and a benefit they experienced. And those that did evil and compare their outcomes. You, you start with Noah. Noah had a good relationship with God. God came to him and said, look, Noah, here's what I want you to do. I want you to build an ark. The Bible said he was righteous, he was good, he was perfect. He had a good relationship with God. That's why God came to him and said, look, I'm about to take this out. I'm going to destroy everything. But I want you to do this. Build a boat. Build an ark. I'm going to tell you how to be delivered out of this. Noah, you benefited by your relationship with God. He could have gone to anybody else in the world, but he came to you. Praise God. Uh, Abraham. Abraham, I want you to leave your father's house. I'm going to show you where to go. Just need you to do the things I'm asking you to do. You, you believe? Okay. Come on. You had a good relationship with God. And God said, I'm going to make you nations of you. The world will be blessed because of you. People are going to call you the father of the faithful. People's faith, they'll be blessed because their faith is like yours. Praise the Lord. He had a good relationship. Jacob, good relationship with God. All the things that he went through, all the things he did. I love this thing where, you know, <laughs> with Jacob, I think we talked about it not too long ago, uh, uh, Jacob, a couple of his sons, you know, uh, uh, were mad with this man who took his sister. 
Jacob told the people, say, okay, we got we, we to gotta get together with God. Y'all have done something that embarrassed me. You lied to these people. You told the people that you set them up. Then you go in there and kill them and spoil them and everything like that. You make me look like that's, that's who I am. I'm not like that. I have a relationship with God. I'll tell you what y'all do. Get rid of all your idols. Now, you the people of God. You walk around all this time getting blessed and all this stuff, and God's showing you, and you still got idols. And Jacob apparently knew. He said, I need you to get rid of all that stuff. We're going back to Bethel. We're going back to the place where I first was with God. When I was afraid of my brother, and God said, I'm going to protect you. No, we, that, I'm going back there. See, his life, the benefits of his life was based on his relationship with God. The same thing happened with Joseph. I have a relationship with God that my brothers don't have. You know, God told me some things and dreams and everything. Yeah, I'm sharing this with you all, and you all are getting upset. You know, you're mad with me. You're trying to kill me. You're selling me. You're doing all kinds of things to me. And everywhere I go, God is blessing with me. Why? Because it's my relationship with him. I love this. Joseph did this. When the people in jail said, they came down in the Bible, said their countenance was falling. And, and Joseph said, well, what's wrong? We were hanging out yesterday. Everybody was smiling and all that kind of stuff. We having a good old time. You know, I mean, we're in jail, but, you know, we still, you know, things are still happening for us. At least we have our little fun together. But you have something wrong with you all today. And they said, well, I had this bad dream. Here's what Joseph said. Tell me your dream. God's the one that interprets dreams. Tell me. I'm sure God will talk. We have a relationship. And that carried him through his life. He had many benefits because of that relationship he had. Moses, same thing. Moses, I protected you. I took you out of a situation where they were killing all the little boys. Too many of y'all. We're going to kill all the men off. But your mother sent you down in the ark. And you got rescued by the Pharaoh's daughter. And you grew up as a prince in Egypt. And you saw an injustice being done. And you thought to speak to it. That can't happen. You shouldn't be doing that. See, your relationship with God. And when God came to you, he established that relationship deeper. Came to you in a burning bush. So you said, look, here's what I want you to do. And while you were afraid, like any human would be, and made every excuse that you couldn't do it, God still maintained the relationship with you. Praise the Lord. The same thing happened with David. It was because of his relationship with God that he got the benefits that he got. Solomon, Nehemiah, all of their relationship with God is what brought them into benefits. Now, then you can look at Saul, Samuel's sons, who were cheating and stealing and doing all sorts of things. Ahab and Jezebel. Judas. These people did not have good relationships with God. Their lives were falling apart. Their lives went down. They had no good relationship. They didn't enjoy any of the benefits that they could have had 
had they maintained a good relationship with God. Folks, that's what we're about. We, no, God, I want to have a good relationship with you. You know, I want, I want you to be number one. Jesus said, I need you to love me more than anything. Mama, daddy, brother, sister. In fact, I want you to love me more than you love yourself. You know, no wonder the people start asking, who do you think you are, God? Yes. Yes. That's exactly who I am. Praise the Lord. He said, no, this is what I'm looking for. I'm trying to establish a relationship with you. See, I love you more than I love my own life. I love you. I want you to have that kind of relationship with me. I want you to have a relationship with, with me where you love me more than you love yourself. That, that you would be willing to give your life. You know, that, that's what he said. Greater love has no man than somebody who would give their life for their friends. Will you lay down your life? I don't need you to go hang on a cross. I don't need you to have your neck cut off. I don't need you to be eaten by lions. I just want you to give your life for the life I have for you. If you'll give that life, oh, we have a relationship. We'll have a great relationship. A young lady received the gift of the Holy Ghost today. I was so excited about that. I was. Because God told me I want to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. I want to fill somebody. Okay, God. Who? Just tell me who. Here's a young lady who received the gift of the Holy Ghost. She dedicated to church. Here every Sunday. She would even volunteer to teach Sunday school. Let me tell you how dedicated she was. One day, I said, does she have the hope? I thought she don't have the hope. Oh, sweetheart, we need to meet. You can't teach Sunday school. You, you could go in the class with the kids who are trying to get the Holy Ghost. Never miss the beat. Never miss the beat. Didn't say, well, I ain't going this Sunday. Shoot, the pastor told me I can't teach Sunday. No, no. I'm after Jesus. God said, that's what you want? You want a relationship with me? Benefits. Benefits. John 15 and 7. Jesus told his disciples, he said, look, let me share something with you, old boys. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you should ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. If you abide in me, here's, here's what it means. Here's what he said. Abide means to stay in a given place, a state, a relation, or expectancy. It means to continue, to dwell, to endure, to remain. Stand. If you will abide in me, I need you to stay in me. I need you to stay in this relation that we have. In this expectancy. In this given place. I need you to, to, to continue to dwell, to endure here. To be present. In my words. 
if they will stay in you, if they will remain in you, if they will continue in you and dwell in you, you could ask whatever you want. Here's the benefit. You could ask whatever you want. What? Yes. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will. And it shall be done unto you. I'm telling you the same thing that we said already. We already told you this. When, when 1 John 3.22 said, What shall we ask we receive because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. That's what Jesus is telling the same thing. If my words abide, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you could ask whatever you want. It's going to be done unto you. Oh God, I just want to be like this. You know, that, and sometimes you're tricky, you know. I got tricked. I said one time, I was walking around in my house. My, uh, we're at boys' time. I'm walking around the apartment, and, and I'm thinking, man, I am sick of myself. I'm tired of being this Christian, goes to church every Sunday. I'm not missing a Sunday. The, the kids will tell you, Mike and Mimi will tell you, don't make me late. Oh, my goodness. Whatever you do, don't make daddy late. Fake dead or something, but do not make him late for church. I'm tired of being this person who is so demanding and so devout. But you're not really in it. You're hardly in this. <laughs> I'm telling you, I wouldn't have known that could happen. If I was judging myself from the outside, I didn't know myself. I, well, that brother's on his way to heaven. That brother is doing it. But I knew myself. I'm tired of myself. I'm sick of myself. God, I want to be like it was when we had a relationship. When all I cared about, when I wasn't afraid for the TV to go off at night. I wanted to be like that. I wanted to be where, you know, where all I thought about, who's the next Bible study? Where's the next Bible? Who's going to get the Holy Ghost? Where we teach? Oh, what, what church we going to? What we going to sing? What we going to do? We just ride around our car singing. One, one way, one way to God. One, one way, one way to God. One, one way, one way to God. Baptized in Jesus' name. We be driving around the Pinto singing that. Just going somewhere. We'd sing on the way to church. I want to be full of fire when I get there. See? I said, God, I wanted to be like that. And what I say that for? Next thing you know, folks are coming. Oh, you, oh, you want a Bible study? God said, you said, right? You wanted to be like it was. Here you go. Here's a Bible study. Ring, ring. Here's another one. You had three or four in a week when you were living in the world. You wanted to be like that, right? See, God also wants to have a good relationship with you. Come on, oh, that's what you want? Come on, let's do it. I want to get you to the place where you're abiding in me and my words are abiding in you. I'm not talking about just going to church and, you know, yelling at the kids and all that kind of stuff. See, you like the people, you like the people, the Pharisees. 
when they did all this stuff, they were following the law to the T. The Bible gives an example. He said, you give tithe of anise and mint. You got little spice jars on the cap. You're taking 10% of that and giving it to make sure that you're right. But you're forgetting about something. You have no love. You don't care about people. I'm ashamed to say that at one point I was a Pharisee. I was a Pharisee. I'm going to wait. God want me to write a Bible study. Yeah, that's good. That's what Jesus come. No, you keep doing that. But there's some other things that you're forgetting. Relationship. See, if we have a good relationship, you, I'm not hiding nothing from you. In fact, that's how you judge your relationship. How good your relationship is with somebody is how much you let them know about you. They know everything about me. I tell them everything. And sometimes you find out some, something about somebody. I didn't know that. When did that happen? I thought I was their best friend. I guess, I guess you wasn't. They told Alexis, they didn't tell you. <laughs> Praise God. God's trying to get you to the point where you're sharing everything with you. He shared everything with you. You say, I'm not, I'm not. Whatever the Father has told me, I've shared it with you. Paul told a group of people the same thing. I've given you everything that God gave me. I gave you the whole counsel of God. Here you go. Here's a prayer for us all. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working you that in you, that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Praise the Lord. The writer of Hebrews said, look, let me share, here's what I'm telling you. I'm trying to get you somewhere. I'm asking that God the one who brought Christ from the dead, the great shepherd. I want, him to do, I want him to make you perfect in every good work. I want to make you perfect to do his will, working in you the things that are well-pleasing in his sight. He, he could have said, I'm trying to get you to have a good relationship with God so you could appreciate the benefits of being a saint. I'm trying to get you to have a good relationship with God so, 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 so you could appreciate the benefits of being born again. See, there's nothing worse than having, being in a, a situation where you have benefits that you're not using. That you're not using. You, you, you know, we, we, we're guilty of that a lot. We, we have a lot of things that, that we have as saints of God that uh, we don't use that. We don't use that. You know, we talked about that years ago. You, you go to the store, you buy appliances and things that have features on it. You'll spend $200, $300 more 
for an appliance that has features on it that you're never going to use. You're not going to use that. But you have that feature. You have features in your life that you're not using. You have, you have entrance into relationship with God that you, you, you may not be using. God is inviting you in to be a part of him. Some of you, you're not using it. No, well, I'm, I'm going to stay my distance from you, God, because you're so holy and pure. I'm not quite right. Well, you weren't right when he found you. When he brought you into his kingdom. You, you weren't right then. And you didn't care. You, you just found out. Relationship. My relationship with God and his benefits. Father, right now we thank you for all the benefits that you provide for us. But God, we ask you to, 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 to teach us, show us even greater how we can have entrance into that relationship with you that is pure, that is honest, that is just open, where we hold back nothing. Lord, you once told me when I, I was praying for a young lady and I said that, uh, uh, Lord, she's not bright enough to live saved. You told me that all she had to do was be bright enough to live like when she received the Holy Ghost. She was bright enough to do that. And then you said to me something, oh God, that made an, an impression in my life. You said that's all any of you have to do. I don't need you to be bright. You just need to be bright enough to let everything go and let me have your life. God, I want that kind of relationship with you. I want to be open. I want to be free. I want to be, I want to check with you, God. <laughs> I, I, I want to go to that place where I graduated from being afraid to coming to you openly and checking with you. Say, Lord, what have I done that has not pleased you? Please correct me so I don't do it again. I just want to, I just want to, I just want to enjoy the benefits of life with you, Christ. I just want to enjoy the benefits of having a great relationship with the Lord of glory. God, surely, of all the things in your word, how you've expressed this. And Lord, you've been true to your word. We thank you. We praise you. We give you glory and honor. And Lord, let us all be people that will abide in you. And allow your words to abide in us. Lord, what we're asking is that you make us perfect in every good work to do your will, to work in us those things that are well-pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.